Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, 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 one. We have ignition. Strap in. opportunity so you know I, I, I this is one of those things where if you're a Cubs fan you never honestly thought you were going to get this chance um, I will say this from what I've heard the Indians are not going to have a home crowd advantage it sounds like Cubs tickets came 50, in 50,000 Johnson are you listening to yourself 50,000 do you know what kind of party you could throw for 50 G's <laughs> I mean, it, it'll seem a lot more worth it. I paid three thousand to go to Auburn, Auburn, Oregon game. I paid three grand, and and that was with me thinking that was a whole trip, thinking that they may never be back. And then what? Three years later, they make it back. But the Cubs are going to be back probably for the next few times. I mean, fifty thousand dollars. I mean, the Cubs fans. The guy's probably on food stamps too, if I had to guess. He probably doesn't work on food stamps. I mean, you know, there's going to be a lot of hot. Yeah, I'm looking at the crowd shots. This looks like a very heavy Cubs crowd. Um, (laughs) This, I mean, I know they're going to win. Standing room tickets were a thousand. And that that should yeah. tell you a lot right there. If you want to take a piss in this stadium, you pay a thousand dollars. I mean, a thousand. Look, go buy a big screen TV and watch it for the grand. You know, I mean, come on, it's baseball. Fifty thousand dollars. 
mean, I don't know. And, and, you know, I'm not rich, so I can't pay that. But, I mean, the guy's obviously wealthy, or, but he's not very intelligent, you know. But I guess if you, you're a fanatic and the Cubs just went deep on the first pitch, it looked like. <laughs> or the, not the first pitch. It's gone. Oh, the guy caught it. Did he catch it? No, home run. Extra Fowler. <laughs> Just wow! What a lean. This is gonna be an onslaught right here, man. The Cubs. This is five thousand years of frustration coming down. This is like Noah coming out of the ark after the rain quit. This is this is what we're talking about here. <laughs> and I'm excited. I mean, what are the ratings gonna to be tonight, Jonathan? I'm gonna say, yeah, probably the most watched World Series game ever will be tonight. Yeah, I could definitely see this being the uh, the most watched game in uh, in Major League history. Um, definitely uh, comparing it to some of the big time sporting events. I, you know, a lot of people are going to be at home. They're going to be watching the game. Uh, I, I, I this couldn't have been a better matchup for Major League Baseball. You get two two teams who historically just haven't had a shot. And every time they come close, seem to fall apart. And they're finally there. There's Cubs fans everywhere. That's that's one of the greatest things. And everybody, you know, Cubs fans may not realize it, but there's a huge population out there watching this game, hoping the Indians win. Just because you like having the Cubs as losers, um, <laughs> and you you you, you uh, there's a lot of people who don't like the fan base with the way that they've handled uh, the success this year. Uh, so it's it's very it, this is great. I, this this is what I've been waiting for all year. I, you know, two years ago I said the Cubs were going to be in the World Series sometime between 2016 and 2018, yes, you did. And, and here it is. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I remember, um, and I laughed when you said it. I remember laughing when you said it too. Um, <laughs> so here's a here's an infield single for uh, for the second guy. That was a bang bang play at first. I mean, how can you – I mean, I know there's a lot of bandwagon Cubs fans here, but it's just like in life. It beats you down. It beats you down for, for three or four hours tonight. You get to celebrate with a team you have no affiliation with whatsoever. I mean, you can be happy about something because, let me tell you, he was safe. Good call up. It's a replay. Looked good. But I'm happy for him. I hope they win. The Indians, you know, they can win another one. And another 80 years from now, but right now, I think for the next three years, the Cubs are going to be in this discussion. Just think how young they are right now. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing when you look at this team. You have Kyle Schwarber, who just like got that infield hit that they drafted two years ago. You got Chris Bryant. You have Addison Russell. You have Javier Baez. You know, you still have Wilson Contreras. Uh, there's guys in the outfield like Almora and Soler. Uh, the pitching staff is all relatively young, and the Cubs have more bats, you know, in in the in the uh, the system. I mean, they just traded Glaber Torres because he's a shortstop. Where are you going to put him? You know, you, you have Addison Russell. Well, maybe you put him at second. We have Javier Baez. We'll move Baez to third. We have Chris Bryant. I mean, this team is just stacked. They've done a great job uh, of of building. I mean, I, hats off to Theo Epstein here, who's proving to be one of the best. Uh, general managers in sports yeah. in general. Well, let's not 
Let's not overlook Frank Kona, what he's done in Cleveland, too. I mean, another Boston guy, right? I mean, <laughs> they know how to win. And it, it's, it's just they bring that winning mentality. Quinn, I mean, what would you what would you pay to watch the White Sox win a game, much less the World Series game? I don't know. I I mean, I went to the – in 2005, I was at game one of the World Series. Uh, my mom got tickets through that, and I was on the first baseline just a couple rows up. So I had really good seats. But, yeah, I don't how know old, how much they cost. Two? How old were you, two? Uh, 2005, I'm 21 now, so I would have been nine years old. Eight. Okay. That's just a waste of a ticket, if you ask me, Jonathan, for a kid that age to be in a World Series. No, I remember that. it. Yeah, but you got to earn it. I saw some kids at the uh, Auburn National Championship game, Jonathan, in, um, in Glendale, and I'm just sitting there thinking, those bastards, I've been here – on this earth for what was it? What thirty-five years, and I'm finally getting to see this. This guy's eight. And he's over here with a thousand-dollar ticket. Are you kidding me? But it's it's just something that I just love. You know, Jonathan. I didn't go to bed last night like I told you. I did peek in and watch the Cubs and Indians play, and I have a feeling tonight I'll be watching the celebration if they can pull it off, or even the celebration if the Indians win will be pretty big. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was talking to uh, a good buddy earlier, and the discussion we had was we won a game seven along the lines of 2001 when the Diamondbacks beat the Yankees. Uh, you know, we, we won a game like that that was so good that that it, that had everything in it, I mean, including a walk-off. Uh, you know, and it was one of those things where it's like either we want the Cubs to – uh, how you know win this game, but it wouldn't be a tight game. We, we were looking at that wild card game the American League played and go, you give me an extra inning game seven World Series, I'm not complaining. Yeah, it's a, I think, I mean, the pitching in it, it's hard to predict because I see the Cubs fans getting hot and just going off, winning three in a row. Just like the Cavs did um, against Golden State coming back three to one, but I could also see. I could also see the pitcher settling down a little bit and locking in and, uh, for a game. Because it starts getting tight. When do you think it starts getting tighter in this game? About the sixth inning, you look up and see the Cubs and you get that one to nothing lead. Is that when it starts? I think seventh inning around that. Oh my God, something choking away. I think about the seventh is when you're throwing a lot of pressure, I bet. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, it, it, one of the jokes I saw today was, you know, the Indians are going to lose this because all Cleveland fans spent the whole uh, whole off season talking about how Golden State blew a three one lead, and now the Indians are going to do the same thing. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm eyeballing this, and you're right. I, I think once you get later into the game, uh, you know, Kluber settles down, and he's been great this whole postseason. Uh, he's looking to become the first pitcher to win. Uh, games one, four, and seven in a World Series since Mickey Lolich, I believe it was back in the 60s. So, I mean, you know, what, what Kluber's trying to accomplish tonight is downright amazing. Um, you know, and, 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 but you're right. I mean, you're going to hit a point in this game where they're going to start getting tight. You're, you're going to start worrying, oh, my goodness, are we really going to lose this game uh, if they're still down, let's see, sixth, seventh inning. 
So, you know, it's not, you know, a leadoff home run to, to get it all going. I mean, that thing yeah. just got out. You know, that that's one way that to amazing. really I mean, really a great start to the game. Let's see if uh, let's see if the fireworks continue. Well, I, I, I hope takes, so. I think it takes the pressure off of people. I think you know, you're sitting around you're on the road game seven, the leadoff batter Fowler hits it out. And I think it just sends a breath of fresh air that says, Hey, we're leading this game. We can actually win this game. I mean, it's just sometimes, you know, as an athlete in sports, you look around, okay, who's going to make the play? Who's going to make it? You never look at yourself in the mirror. You're always looking at somebody else. And I see the monkeys off their back now. And I think, they, I think this is going to be a phenomenal game, phenomenal matchup. And, and Fox got lucky, man. They're getting some great football games every Sunday. They're getting some great baseball. They've got the Cubs. I mean, the ratings are just out of this world right now. You think Hillary and Donald's good ratings for good TV. It's excellent TV right now. Well, at the end of the first half of the inning, uh, the Indians got out of it. And the Indians hit one up in Cubs, and we'll see how they do. right now, if, if the Cubs win, say, 3-1 to one or something, and they never trail, the MVP. <laughs> you have to give him MVP if, if, if he gave him the lead and never surrendered it. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how this MVP thing is going to shape out because I don't think there's been really one dominant player uh, this whole um, this whole series. I mean, you know, we saw how the Indians shut down the Cubs' bats completely. Um, we've seen the Cubs shut down the Indians' bats completely, and this is this is so awesome. This really is, you know. And I love how Fox has uh, the cameras at Wrigleyville. Um, which I, I gotta imagine is going ballistic right now. I, I did, yeah. I mean, this is this, this is. I, I can only imagine I'm quite being a Cubs fan. Yeah, I can. I wish you'd call in, uh, but you know we don't talk a lot of baseball. But for Game Seven with the Cubs, I'm willing to talk a little baseball. All right, we'll we'll come back to the game, but. Uh, Nothing after last my rankings came out. We got a chance to digest it. What are your thoughts now about what you saw last in the committee? Uh well, you know, the, the more I've thought about it, the more I've looked at it and go, they really like Ohio State at Penn State's number twelve. Um, Thank you. We, we we saw what Michigan uh. did to Penn State, and we saw Pitt beat Penn State. Uh, and, you know, they must really, really, really like Ohio State if they're going to give Penn State the 12 spot. Um, I think this team also really likes Auburn. You know, for them to be ranked at eight, and they're like, well, you know, they're ranked ahead of, uh, you they're know, Nebraska. Nine. Uh, nine, my bad. Uh, Auburn at nine, you know, they have them ranked ahead of, of, of teams with less losses. I think they really like Auburn. Just like I think, you know, you and I and Quentin, you know, we've talked about how good Auburn is uh, because they're looking at those losses to Clemson and A&M, and then they're looking at the wins against Arkansas and against Ole Miss and against LSU and going, those are two different teams. I mean, completely, the, what, what the Auburn in October is nowhere close to the Auburn of September. Uh, so, yeah. you know, and you beat them by 53 points. I think that stood out a lot, too. The way they beat yeah. the way they beat Ole Miss, and the way you know they, they couldn't score a touchdown against LSU, but they found a way to win. But you you put something out funny uh, this show. You talk about the SEC East. Out of the main 
out of out of the FBS Power Five conferences, Quinn, the SEC East is dead last, really. You've got the SEC West one, the ACC Atlantic and Coastal two and three, which is impressive. Uh, the Big Ten East four. Everybody talks about how bad the Big Ten East, how they they're just so dominant. The Pac-12 South, the Pac-12 North, the Big 12, <laughs> the Big Ten West, the SEC East, pretty bad. You're behind the Big Big Ten West. I mean, that's bad, Jonathan. Uh, and, and this will see. Florida at 11, really? I mean, no wins whatsoever against anybody. And they, they all of a sudden they're number 11 on one loss. They're one loss coming to another team right now that's falling apart. And I just I just don't get it. They beat Vanderbilt by a touchdown. They beat Kentucky. Well, go 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 Gators, I guess. And they beat Georgia, a team that can't run for two yards. So I'm really when I look at these rankings, I'm more surprised with Florida being number eleven than I am anybody. I, I mean, I'm, I know I'm supposed to be surprised by Florida at number eleven, but I'm not. I saw it coming. Uh, as much as I hated seeing it. Uh, you know, I, I mean, if you, the Big Ten East is it's interesting because you have Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State who are carrying it right now because Michigan State is, what, 0-5 in conference, and they have Rutgers, who is downright terrible. Um, so, you know, the, the Big Ten East is really a, a, a boomer box division, whereas, like, if you look at the ACC Atlantic, right, you have – Clemson and Louisville, you have Florida State, North Carolina State, you know, and then, you know, you kind of go to your bottom tiers. Um, and then in the Coastal, which has always been a really weird ultra-competitive division, but nobody's ever really that good, you know, you have Virginia Tech and North Carolina. Uh, you have your Pittsburgh and Miami. You, you know, you, you have Virginia who has shown, even though they can't win a game, they've shown that they're a pesky enough team to hang around. And, you know, I, it, it's amazing to me. People are like, well, what's the best conference? You're like, well, if you look at this, top to bottom, it's the ACC. And they got the second and third best division. But, it, you know, it's just who who is the better teams right now? And you're like, well, it's probably the SEC. Yeah. And then yeah. you actually don't that, that, and you're West like, are we nasty. sure? Oh. It's nasty. I mean, that, that's really Todd Quinn's. Yeah. Quinn, I mean, that, that West. And I'm, I'm even going to say, I know – you guys hate hearing this, but Ole Miss, if they play a team that's not a power running team, they they they'll probably kill them. And you saw Georgia; they they came out, they couldn't run the football really with their offensive line. And Georgia, Ole Miss beat them by forty. Quinn, that SEC West is so far ahead of the rest of the country that the East is dragging it down. And then, like Jonathan said, you got both of your divisions in the ACC are two and three overall. That has to carry a lot of weight. I mean, ACC should get a lot of credit when it comes to teams. You know, you put one team, you put a team in the Pac-12 South against the Atlantic ACC Coastal or Atlantic. I mean, that should matter. Should yeah, I, I don't. I think in the SEC West, I don't. I mean, Ole Miss has a dangerous offense, but I look at Mississippi State. And they're terrible. Um, yeah, I would say in the West, there's there's one there's one dangerous offensive team, um, three really good teams, and one good team. 
I'd say the three really good teams are Bama, Auburn, and LSU, and the good team is A&M. So, I mean, yeah, I would say it's the best division, but I wouldn't say it's so far ahead of the rest. But, I mean, you look at the ACC, and there's really only two really good teams, and then – you could put Florida State, Virginia Tech, and uh, North Carolina all into the good team category. Well, I'd say. I mean, look, SEC West has six teams that could probably win the conference when the season started. There's five, six. That's what matters to me when I look at it. Like, when you look at the ACC Atlantic, there's, there's three teams right there. You know, how many teams are in there, Jonathan? 14. So there's seven teams. There's three that can win up there. And on the other side, there's really nine. I mean, honestly, Jimmy ACC, any Miami, Virginia Tech, none of them would. But I look at as who could win the SEC. Like, like looking at it, the East Coast County anymore is bad. Like, no, no East team is ever going to be a West team ever again. I mean, that's, that may be <laughs> what I'm projecting. I mean, when you, when you have before the season, you had LSU picked in the playoffs. You had Alabama picked in a lot of people in the playoffs. You had Ole Miss, a dark horse, right there at 10 to 2. You had Arkansas in prison. Am I saying that right? I mean, when you look at the SEC West, when six of the seven teams can win that conference, you're either, I mean, until you have very balanced and it's, you have to be good to be in that category. So that, that's why I say the West is the best. And with other teams, like the Big Ten, you know, you have Ohio State and Michigan, that's it. I mean, not even the other side has, has a shot to win. So there's two teams out of four teams that can win in the Big Ten, but there's like six in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that the SEC West is, is a, a damn good division. Uh, and the S&T numbers prove it. I mean, I, I want to say their S&T rating was a 25.4, and then the ACC Atlantic yeah. came in at a 39. Um, you know, that tells you how big the separation is. So that, that's a, you know, if you look, I, I want to say there's more separation between um, those two uh, than there is between, let's say, two through five. You know, it's insane. Um, you know, it, when you really break it down and stare at it, you're like, wow. You know, they are clearly superior. And then the SEC East, of course, is at 59. So you're, you're looking at yeah. a 34-point a difference, which is a huge difference. Well, Jonathan, they said you could add the SEC East is so bad that the league could add three and five another day and watch the average ranking go up. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's pretty like bad. That, that's, that, yeah. that's pretty bad. I want to just go to the standings. I know we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but we have to – Bash the SEC because you have a lot of SEC fans that are from there and they come in there and try to get on the side, the West and, you know, SEC, SEC. Um, here we go. Florida's 4-1, uh, Kentucky 4-2, and two, Tennessee 2-3. Two and three. Uh, Now, this is the conference record, 2-3. and three. Overall, 6-1 and one Florida, 5-3 and three Kentucky, 5-3 and three Tennessee. Four and four Georgia, four and four South Carolina, four and four Vanderbilt, six and six Missouri. But if you look at that, though, if you look at that, what we just talked about, Quinn, every team is 500 or above. Missouri 
So, I mean, what a conference. Vanderbilt's one and three with a win over Georgia, Missouri, though, and four. South Carolina, two and four. Georgia, two and four. Tennessee, two and three. Kentucky, four and two. And Florida, four and one. When is the East as bad as we're talking about, or, or those FCS schools count making better? <laughs> it still is really bad. I think it just proves it because a lot of teams are right around 500, and a lot of them have beaten an FCS school or two of them to get to be that record. So it it's still really bad. Well, Jonathan, you know, I think Florida against Alabama, Kentucky, Kentucky, A&M's favorite. I would say Auburn over Tennessee, uh, LSU over Georgia, Arkansas over South Carolina, Mississippi State over Vanderbilt, Columbus over Missouri. I think the SEC goes 7-0 in those matchups. That's the West. Yeah, I mean, I, I could easily see that. Uh, you know, I, the, the SEC East is just so pitiful. And, it, you know, if you look at the crossover games, and that is so telling when you look at the crossovers. And if you look at the crossover games, you're like, whoa, like the SEC West is dominating right now. And that, that tells you where the clear cut is. You know, we're all sitting here going, Florida's going to lose to Arkansas and LSU. And it's like, well, those are the only two SEC West games. Uh, you know that 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 tells you a lot right there that maybe the best team in the SEC East, 0 and 2 against the SEC West, Tennessee 0 and 2 against the SEC West. You know Kentucky lost to Alabama. Uh, you know I mean they, these teams just can't they can't hang with them. Uh, you know and that that I don't know how the talent disparity got so bad, but it did because you would think the other you know a, a lot of these teams in the East would be able to kind of rise up and take some recruits. It's like hey we don't play Alabama over here. Like, do you want to play Alabama yeah. over here? No, they're a juggernaut. So come play for us, and you ain't got to deal with Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Ole Miss. And, and I'm surprised that Florida has favored over Arkansas. Arkansas is one of the three conference right now. Arkansas is coming to the SEC West. I mean, it's just perception, Jonathan, but, but just think, you're the best team in the East, and you're less than a touchdown over a one three team in the conference. I mean, it shows you right there that, that if you're playing the fifth best team now, I think the sixth best team, and you're not even going to catch that. But if you put Alabama playing Vanderbilt, you know, you got to play 35, 40 points. And offers a big cover for Vanderbilt this week. We won't spend all our time talking about that, but there is a big difference between the SEC West and East, and I just think Florida's about to. But I'll tell people if you want to see Chelsea get back or come back alive, we'll talk about this in a minute. All the problems going on. If, if Arkansas somehow beat Florida, and I know Tennessee plays Tennessee Tech, I, I think that a lot of fire in Tennessee knowing that Florida had to go to Baton Rouge. And again, Tennessee controls the best to me if that happens. I think that would be just the you if Florida moves Arkansas. I mean, uh, before the year, I thought Arkansas beat Florida. Arkansas plays so well in November under Bielema. Uh, you know, and, and th- I mean, obviously, this just became a lot of the tougher months for Florida. You lose to Arkansas, then you got to go to um, LSU the week before you play Florida State. You know, th- this season, all of a sudden, you're, you're sitting there going, whoa, 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 this wasn't supposed to be this hard. And that's kind of the sad thing, is Florida fans are like, well, Skip, it wasn't supposed to be this difficult at the end of the year. <laughs> Joke's on you. You know, I, I mean, sorry, but not. 
Uh, you know, so I if, well, Florida's got a tough road ahead. Their offense looks atrocious. I think their defense has taken advantage of playing some bad teams, um, at least offensive teams. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't consider Kentucky a random out of juggernaut offensively, not Georgia neither. You know, their best offensive team they've played is probably Tennessee, and Tennessee's really not that good of an offense and killed them. They couldn't stop the pass, and that's the one thing Tennessee could, cannot do against anybody else. They were able to throw all over Florida in the second half. So, you know, I, I really – think that Florida has some serious issues uh, coming up. I think Austin Allen's going to have a really big day. I think I think he throws for 300 yards plus, maybe even 400, uh, and Arkansas wins this game. Yeah, I mean, that's well, I'm, I'm going to jump in. I think the run game, the, that's a good thing there. It's like 53 points. Southland said that under Brett Bill in November, Arkansas is almost unbeatable the way they play. I just, I just think Florida is often on the road to just struggle with the ball, even on Arkansas, because they just can't establish the run. They can't throw the ball well to establish the run. What do you think of this game? This is a big game in the weekend, and it could really hurt the SEC overall, but it could also not out of the race right now. Yeah, I think Arkansas wins, and I think they win handily. I I just I think Florida's defense will get worn out, and then I just think Florida's offense isn't good enough to really put on, put up any points, even on a not so good Arkansas defense. So, so why is Florida favored five? I think it up at like two now. Public is up to five already. There's something happened to cause it to go up to five. Jonathan, do you want to get swap lines at five? Well, there's a lot of Florida love right now. Florida, uh, like we've talked about, has not had a tough schedule, so it's not like they're beating up coming into this game. Uh, Arkansas has not shown through the year that their defense is adequate. Uh, and people, you know, there's a lot of love for Florida's defense. People think Florida's defense is one of the best in the nation. I think they're sadly mistaken. They're, they're looking at a team that hasn't played anybody. So people are going to lean on Florida because they watch. Uh, people still think Florida is a really good running team and they watched uh, Auburn run all through Arkansas. And they're like, oh, well, you know, Arkansas can't stop the run. Well, Florida is not that good running the ball this year. Their offensive line is not getting that good of a push. Um, and and that, that's the one thing where it's like there's Arkansas's weakness. Well, that's Florida's weakness. I mean, we're not going to sit there and say, Thank oh, you. well, Missouri is the same thing. No, Missouri is not even close to Arkansas. Arkansas is so much better than Missouri. Yeah, that's the point is, Florida has an overpowering in game running the football. But one thing that allowed Auburn to run the ball was the right up the action for throwing the ball. You have to get some respect to the SEC. Florida doesn't have that, Jonathan. And I think Arkansas is going to load the box up. They're going to have a side run. Florida may have to play or something in the game, but it's not going to be enough to go on the road and beat Arkansas. It's Little way if you don't get first half of two dark and you know, second and manageable and third and manageable, they're gonna eat you up all night now in this place. The kids tough. There's you for a win right now. They need to become eligible. So I'm gonna go with Arkansas. So that's that's easy for me. We'll see what happens. Gary and Byrne will be doing the talk. Um next one on the list, new kickoff. It's kinda of scary after that's 
opportunity to win from Auburn. Auburn's up uh, 20. Now they're 20 point favorite over Vanderbilt. Did Vanderbilt have a chance in this game? The new game is scary. Auburn has not played well. Uh, I just don't think Vanderbilt had an offense to be able to make this close. I mean, if they had an offense, it would be different. They can't score many points, I don't think. No, I mean, Vanderbilt's had a very good defense led by Zach Cunningham, who, you know, late first, early second round pick uh, from looks it right now. Um, but their offense is, is poor. And what's going to happen is Vanderbilt's defense is going to get left out there too long. Uh, this is going to be a close game for a half. And then you're going to see uh, the blowout begin. Uh, you know, so, I, you know, it's, it's obviously it's a lot of points. But I, I just I, I don't think all Vanderbilt can hang around too long. Uh, in, in this game, their defense is just going to get gas. But did you see a 10-3 to half score or something like that, and then all of a sudden it's 24 to 24-3, and then, you know, right around that Auburn could pack on a touchdown at the end of the night? When did you like? Yeah, I think, I think Auburn will literally not have to show up for this game in order to lose. I think as long as Auburn doesn't overlook them, which it sounds like in Gus's press conferences they're not. So I think if Auburn shows up and plays Auburn football, I, I think they blow them out. And you're kind of cutting out a little bit, Tarvin. Like I haven't been able to hear you too well. Just thought I'd let you know. How about that? Yeah, you've been a little bit Yeah, you've been a little Why don't y'all say something? Damn. I mean, <laughs> say something. <laughs> uh, I'll call that. Uh, it's 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 fun to just surprise you sometimes. <laughs> well, I'm usually the one that says something. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll just fight through it, and I'll hear you know every. <laughs> third word and be like, oh, I know what he's saying here. <laughs> I'm wrong sometimes. Like, I, I had no idea he was talking about Auburn playing Vanderbilt. I didn't know Auburn was playing Vanderbilt this week. You uh, didn't? It? One more time. Uh, hey, look, that's better. You sound better. Tell me, anytime, anytime you know that, please let me know. Sometimes you can't hear your own self going up. So we got Auburn in this one. Let's move over to stay in the SEC for a minute. Uh, Texas A&M on the road, Mississippi State. There's something telling me uh, this game is dangerous, Jonathan. I don't know what it is. It's just something that rose up inside my gut. It told me, watch out for Mississippi State in this game. Their defense is garbage. It's been playing bad. But the offense is starting to find life. At home, noon kickoff, could Mississippi State spring the upset? No. Uh, as, you know, Mississippi State, uh, <laughs> you, know, you got to like what Fred Ross can do. He He's a fun wide receiver, but no, 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 no. Mississippi State is garbage. Anybody that loses to South Alabama, um, anybody who lets South Alabama hang around is, is not a good team. I think A&M takes care of men, business here. They're going to win by, you know, uh, double digits. I'm not willing to say it's going to be a full-scale blowout uh, just because I think A&M is going to kind of, you know, 
slog their way through this. It's going to be a lot like that South Carolina game they played, or it was like you write for right for Alabama. You're like, yeah, you know, they're they're not going to go all nine into this. They're just kind of going to walk around this, hang out, yeah. and win. And I I'm seeing the same thing. But Quinn, I watched this Mississippi State game, and I literally watched it. And South Alabama, I think that's who it was, or Stanford, whichever one it was, just put up 600-plus yards on them. And if they can do that, A&M can, right, Quinn? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't think it'll be much of a game. As much as I would love A&M to lose this game, I don't think they will. (laughs) I'm telling you what, guys, and we've been saying this. How long have we been doing this show, Jonathan? Five years, four years, whatever. And I'm telling you, November is uh, once November hits, the crap hits the fan. It's like we saw September, teams struggle, they find an identity. In October, you find out who you are, you play very good or you're bad then. But November comes, and if you're not mentally tough, if you're not physically tough, you're exhausted in November. And I think this is where teams start slipping up a little bit. They got beat up against Sama. They got beat up against Auburn. They got beat up against Ole Miss. I mean, they been beat up. And I, I think, Jonathan, this game could be scary. This could be a four-quarter game right here. A&M just got the news. They're in the playoffs right now, number four. They're, they're overlooking Mississippi State, and it's a bad place to play. I mean, those cowbells, if you're playing good, those cowbells are ringing the entire game. If you like Auburn did, and put up 21 on them real quick, they shut up, those bells disappear. But if Mississippi State keeps this thing close early, they can be close late. So I'm going to pick A&M not to cover the spread. I'm taking the 13 and a half. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. So let's move over to the ACC, where Florida State is on the road at NC State. Jonathan, I know you're excited about this one. You're not scared at all about this game, are you? No, no. No, not not at all. We've always done well when we go to Raleigh. <laughs> well, the line is four right now, I think, or five. I can't remember. I have to look it up right now is what I'm trying to do. Um, there's so many Florida teams. You can't in Florida, the search is full of like 12 teams. Florida State five-point favorite on the road. And the bad thing for Florida State, Jonathan, this game at night. And NC State's been playing okay. Um, they're kind of up and down, too. So which NC State team is going to show up? Which State team is going to show up after that loss to Clemson? I mean, is that the end of the season? They're like, screw it. We got cheated out of it. How does Florida State respond to that loss? I think it matters because if Florida State plays good, they win. If they don't, they won't. It's that simple. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see how this team shows up. I got to imagine the offensive line just got their lunch handed to them all week. And I said it at the time, and I'm going to say it again. If I have a feeling DeAndre Francois hates every member of that offensive line, hates them. Like, wishes personal injury on some of them. Like, especially the center. He probably looks at that center and goes, why can't you get a concussion right now? Just go. 
you know, I, I heard that Florida State is working on another. Uh, there might be a, a new center starting this week, which I like to hear. Um, true freshman, not the greatest thing, but better than you know the jackass we have right now. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I think Florida State. Dalvin and DeMarcus won't let the well DeAndre Dalvin and DeMarcus won't let this team quit, and that's what that I think that's the key thing here. You have Francois who just won't die. I mean, th- this offensive line has tried; he doesn't die. Dalvin is saying, "Look, all right, you idiots, I'm trying to win a Heisman here. Stop losing. Stop doing this." Uh, you have DeMarcus Walker, who's you know he he hates losing, especially to Clemson since he grew up a Clemson fan. You know that loss really killed him. Tavares McFadden leads the nation in interceptions. You know, the, there, there are certain guys on this team that you know are playing so hard, and they're, they're working, and all they want to do is win games. At this point, they understand, look, we're not going to hit the AC, we're not going to hit our two main goals, and that's the national championship and the ACC championship, but there's no reason to quit now and still not have a chance of winning double-digit games because you win out, and you win your bowl game, you finish with 10 wins. Is it a disappointment? Yeah. All right, we're all going to be all very disappointed in how this season's gone. We're, we're, you know, five points away from being probably right there in the top five, if not, you know, top ten easy. You know, and so I think net-net, if, 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 if you had to ask me which Florida State team I think shows up, it's going to be the Florida State team that's not going to quit. And Showtime has a lot to do with that because you know they're not going to quit and let themselves get punked when there's cameras following them around. Josh Quinn, that game scares me. I would, if I was betting it, I think I wouldn't want to take five points. I'd take the money line, it's about plus two hundred because Florida State is going to cover and this team is too talented. I mean, it's it's time to rally together. And the fact that this at night, I think it makes Florida State play better. It's a fun time. Uh, ESPN News covering it. God, it's hard to pick. I'm going to pick Florida State, Quinn. Let's do them pick it this game. It's a tough one because yeah. it's on the road. I think Florida State rebounds from that loss. Yeah, I I think Florida State wins also, but I think it's a close game, especially since it's at night. It's probably going to be crazy there. The fans are probably going to be going nuts since they're playing Florida State. So I expect it to be close, but I think – Florida State will win. That's the thing about Florida State. Even though they're not having the greatest year that they hoped for, Jonathan, they still have a bullseye on them. It's like, oh, this Florida State, let's play our best game of the season. Uh, <laughs> that's how the ACC views Florida State. It's like we're getting up for this Florida State. Trust me. So, oh, that so kind of bothers me. Always has a take. Why? You know, well, all right, so it, I guess it's kind of nice to be the hunted, but it, Florida State has lost three conference games, and people are are starting to have funerals for them um, in conference. It's like, l- listen here, NC State, Virginia, Duke, <laughs> Boston College, Miami, Pitt. But l- listen here, you peons, okay? We're Florida State. North Carolina beat us. Congratulations. It's what, the third time you've ever beaten Florida State? I mean, whoop-de-doo, congrats, enjoy and it. yay. I mean, enjoy it. Just know that next time you play Florida State, they're probably going to hand you your lunch because you're relevant twice every 10, you know, 10 20 years. I mean, come on, get, give me a break. You know, so, uh, North Carolina State has beat, beat Florida State once in 2012, and they think that 
they still have rights. It's like, no, you have no rights. Do you not remember what happened the the, the next season when we beat you what sixty three nothing? You not remember the next year where we spotted you twenty four points and came back and beat you by eighteen? Like, come on, don't. What happened last year when your quarterback decided to take off and Derwin planted him into the dirt, and after that your team quit. You know, I mean, you know, again, the fan base is going to be loud. It bothers me this game's on ESPNU because I'm not used to games being on ESPNU. That's just weird for me. I can only imagine what half-ass broadcast crew we're going to get. You know, and it just it blows it blows my mind how people are going to start writing funerals for Florida State, not thinking, oh, wait a minute, they're still the best recruiting team in the conference. So they're going to be back next year with even more talent, and they're actually not going to lose a lot of these guys. Oops, Jonathan, pay attention. Pay attention to the commentators, and and, and I'm being serious. They're garbage. I mean, we were on the SEC Network last with Jesse Palmer and Brent Musburger, and and this guy, Jesse Palmer is pretty good. Um, Brent Musburger can't even pronounce names anymore. He doesn't even know what team out there playing. Hell. Like the guy gets tackled, goes down the ground. He's like, fumble. And he's like, what? Where? Where? where what? And they, they have to <laughs> like about it. You know, I mean, it's like uh, Ed Stove. No, it's Eli Stove, Musburger. I mean, the guy is just – but you get to the ESPN News and the Fox, Fox Sports, they're some of the worst commentating. Nothing's worse than ESPN. We have that woman calling a game. I can't remember her name, but she oh, sucks. Oh, Beth You know Mullen. you suck when she's calling your name. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh. She's, I feel so oh, bad for man. Syracuse because they get stuck with her all the time. And it's, you have, it's Beth and it's Anthony Beck. And I see that and I'm like, nope, mute next. I mean, I, I'll turn – I, I just – I can't, no, cannot do it anymore. Why would ESPN put – why would ESPN put Auburn and Vanderbilt on ESPN at noon? I mean, I think those commentators suck too, if I remember correctly. And then if you play ESPN I game, all you hear Todd Backledge talk about his foodie. I mean, uh, let's just – I just well, mute it. And I, I put, put my headphones on and listen to the Auburn radio broadcast. Yeah, but at least Blackledge games are – I mean, something wonky tends to happen to them. Um, Side note about Florida State, just real quick. I want to get this out there. The officiating crew for that game against Clemson, Florida State's one and four when that crew is, is uh, calling the game. One and four. Notable losses. <laughs> wow. Clemson this year, North Carolina this year, Georgia Tech last year. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Like, <laughs> mm, <laughs> are they doing the NC State game? Mm, from what I heard, no. no, thank God. No, Jimbo would kill him if that was if that was the case. That would be like <laughs> that'd be like right now going out. We haven't had rain over here in six months. That'd be like dropping cigarette out and a bunch of leaves, and, and uh, that wouldn't be good. But Jimbo just almost had a heart attack the other night. But let's uh, let's move on. We gotta we gotta go pretty fast. Georgia at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. The night, night game in Kentucky, Georgia favored two playing. I'm kind of liking Kentucky in this game. They're playing with momentum. They're running the football. Georgia has to show me first. I mean, I'm hoping Georgia doesn't start playing well because usually when they suck, they start playing well around this time when they play Auburn next week and, and it's all hell breaking loose. But I just don't think this Georgia team has it up front. I'm sorry. I just – I just don't, but they have stars everywhere. They can come at any time. 
but I think Kentucky beats them, Quinn. Yeah, I think so also. I think Kentucky wins. Kentucky's gaining some momentum, and this Georgia team just hasn't been playing well all year. So, uh, Jonathan, who do you like? Uh, I like Georgia because Kentucky's doomed to finish five and seven again. Wow, that's pretty bad. Uh, I mean, we're not spend a lot of time right now, on this so. game. But, but when you start questioning Kirby Smart, if he loses this game, that means he lost to Vanderbilt, he lost to Kentucky, he got blown out by Ole Miss. I mean, they almost lost to uh, FCS school. Nickel Just, State. You start que- yeah, well, when you start when you start questioning him as a coach, if he loses to Kentucky, I mean this this is a no. team they acted like the cupboard was empty, Jonathan. They acted like Georgia is just rebuilding. This is a top ten recruiting class every year with Mark Rick. They have talent on the field. Yeah, a lot of it's young though. Uh, I mean, my my thing with Georgia is wait till uh, 2018 before we start doing anything to Kirby Smart. But if we can't fire coaches after one or two years. That's it's just not how this works at, at a college level. NFL, yeah, sure, we can have that conversation. At a college level, no, not even close. So let, let's give Kirby uh, through the 2018 season before we start calling for his head. I don't want to be like Feinbaum and fire everybody. Yeah. Has anybody here David's mother was arrested at the beginning? Has anybody heard that? Wait, Wait. What? Who's mother? Jalen Hurd's mother. Jalen Hurd for uh, disease. No, really? No, I just I'm just hearing things. Just look into that if y'all don't mind. Uh, off the record, off air here. But let's move on. Uh, big game, and there's a couple of big games in the Big Ten, and here's one that that I talked about: Wisconsin at Northwestern, a noon kick. Wisconsin with a tough overtime win last week at home. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I did it earlier. Northwestern is my upset pick of the week in the Big Ten. I think they beat Wisconsin. They get it done, and Wisconsin's playoff hopes are dead. Jonathan, you're Oh, I mean, Wisconsin just got through one heck of a gauntlet, uh, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Iowa, Nebraska. You know, you, you, I mean, I know Michigan State hasn't been good this year, but, you know, we all thought that was going to be a good game. But you played four of, let's say, the top – six teams in your conference uh, in about a six-week stretch, you know, including two overtime games, a you know, hard-fought game against Iowa and Michigan. This is easily a, a letdown spot uh, considering, you know, all, all that. Um, Northwestern has really turned it around. Wisconsin always seems to have a tough time at, uh, at Northwestern. So I'm with you here. I think Northwestern uh, has an excellent chance of pulling off the upset um, to, uh, to the, uh, against Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin wins, but I think it'll be a close game. Northwestern's really starting to play well after they got off to a slow start. They're starting to play well, and I think it'll be close, especially since people don't look at that game as a rivalry game, but it is a rivalry game. Uh, but They both don't like each other, so it should be a good game. All right, Nebraska, Ohio State, and guys, there's that's two two schools of thought here. Ohio State's going to come out and dust Nebraska and start playing well. 
a bit overlooking. That was a bad call in the World Series right now, just in case y'all just saw this. That guy did not catch the ball. The guy should be safe. I think you can review it, can't you, Jonathan? He never had control of that ball. Yeah, there should be a review because um, I don't think I don't think yeah. he was safe. Either. But anyway, so so Ohio State they they the Penn State at home. I think the game was at home. Yeah, they they go they played last week against was it Northwestern and should have lost that game. Uh, and then here they are. Are they really that good to be a 17-point favorite over Nebraska, or is Nebraska really that bad? See, I think Nebraska, I think all three of them are, are true. I think Wisconsin's overrated. I think Nebraska's overrated. I think Ohio State's overrated. But I can't figure out, is it 17-point spread, Jonathan? I mean, maybe Ohio State does some, I don't know. They haven't done anything on the field to show me that beat Nebraska by 17 this day right now. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think that line's too high. Um, you, you have um, Ohio State, who obviously they lost to Penn State in the whiteout. They struggled with Northwestern last week. You have Nebraska, who, I mean, they've played good this year. It hasn't been great. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I don't think Ohio State's fixed their issues yet. I think the line's way too high. I like Nebraska in the points. Ohio State should win this game. Uh, it should be very similar to that Ohio State Wisconsin game where Nebraska's out early and they're kind of it seems like they're gonna you know control this game from start to finish and Ohio State just t- tears them down in the fourth quarter and that's what I think is gonna happen. Did Quinn is speed the reason the line's so high is Ohio State a lot faster than Nebraska. And maybe that's the problem and being on the road at night. Maybe Nebraska is just too slow to handle it. Yeah, well. That and um, Nebraska's coming off uh, off a tough night game in Wisconsin, but I don't I don't think Ohio State um, I don't think Ohio State has shown anything to be a 17 point favorite. I think it's going to be a close game. I really don't know what's been up with Ohio State, but I think the spunk therein will continue. I expect it to be close and. I could see what Jonathan said happening where they uh where they're down most of the game and then uh in the fourth quarter they they pull it off. Yeah, I don't think they deserve that. I'm gonna pick Ohio State to win because Nebraska should be in the top ten, but Ohio State maybe they shouldn't need so we'll see. If Nebraska won, that would be funny. I think that would last a long time. That one that would be <laughs> That would be – I would just have a two-hour show where I just sit and laugh for two hours. <laughs> it would be, be, be good comedy. Well, we can't, we can't end this college talk without talking about the biggest game of the weekend, Alabama, LSU, Jonathan, LSU, not talking crap. Now they're going to dominate Alabama. Alabama's only a seven-point favorite in this game, surprisingly. Uh, their lowest spread of the year. LSU has, has found some kind of identity playing under Oregon. A lot more energy, a lot more options in the offense, more passes down the field. Fournette's um, got something to prove here, guys. If he's going to want to get drafted, right, Jonathan, he wants to get drafted. If he has a bad game against Alabama, his stock plummets. I think he has to have a great game against Alabama. It would be considered great. I think they got to come out there and win the football game, really. I think 
still going to be LSU's biggest effort of the season. They're going to give up all they got. The question is, is it going to be enough? Yes, I'm taking LSU to win outright. Uh, I like LSU to win this game before the year. I love the way they're playing right now. Their offense has been great. Their defense has been great. I, I really like LSU. Um, I think Fournette has a big game. I think um, you're going to see either Dupree or Duvall uh, have a uh, a big game. Uh, one of those receivers is going to get loose. And I think Arden Key makes uh, Jalen Hurts' night a, a nightmare. I, I like LSU to win a, a, a great game. I think we're all going to really enjoy this one. Uh, the last one that uh, Gary and Vern are going to call together. Well, the last – what do you mean, the last Bama game or what? The last time they're going to call The last Bama-LSU night game. Yeah. Well, Quinn, who do you like in this one? I know you're going to say Bama by 40. No, I I like Alabama by about 10. I think it will be a low-scoring type of game, uh, but – I, I just don't think LSU has enough. And uh, I, just their offensive style, of, their offensive pro style, running the ball straight up the middle, play, plays right into like Alabama's hands. It's not like that anymore. Okay. Well, Have you not watched them play the last month? I have. I still look at them as a pro style offense. <laughs> I still don't think. I, no, but not. I, I don't think Fournette will run for fifty yards. How much I you think that, on that. I won't bet money on it since you don't live near me. But if you win me, I can mail a. I can mail a check. Do you have a checking account? Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you mail cash and put it all up with a stamp to write my address and on it and put it in the mail? I don't have to live near yeah. you to How much how much do you want to put on it? You name the price and we'll do it. I won't bet it. But Chris Fortnite on twenty fifty one yards just to spite you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but here's the deal in this game. Alabama hasn't played. I know they played at Ole Miss and Arkansas. I know that, guys. It's not Baton Rouge. And here's what what Alabama's defense has scored touchdowns in about every game this year. I don't think they did this time. They lost their best special teams player in defensive corner. Now, do not think that doesn't mean something big. Because what LSU is going to be able to do with these big receivers, they're going to be able to throw the ball, get some one-on-one matchups. Alabama loves to play man, and this is where LSU can capitalize. Not only that, like John said about Fournette catching the ball out of the backfield, the wheel route's going to be open too. People are going to ignore Fournette a couple of times. He may catch a couple seventy-yard touchdown passes. But I think the problem is, is Alabama going to be to throw the ball down the field accurately. This is finally your team that can stop you. And this is kind of what they're going to see in the Auburn game. Um, when you watch LSU play, I'm just kind of a Auburn in that situation. Auburn defense can stop Alabama, and so can LSU. Ole Miss didn't stop the run, so Alabama won, and, and they barely won that game, actually. 
they they gave up thirty on Arkansas, throwing on the road, threw for four hundred yards. Allen did. I'm telling you, if Fournette wants to, he can he can have a good team in this one if he stays patient and waits for his holes. Jonathan, I'm with you, man. I think LSU. This is prime for an upset. And my question is, LSU wins. What does this do to Alabama's ranking? LSU's at 13, 13, something like that. Alabama's at one. You have to move them out of the top four. You have to move Alabama out of the top four if they lose this one. Guys, that would look so weird seeing A&M and Washington uh, ranked ahead of Alabama. That'd be so odd. I, I I don't know if they drop completely out. I think you have to keep them ahead. Of, I think they'd keep them ahead of A&M. Um, you know, I think obviously LSU shoots into the top ten just like they, you know, I thought they'd be anyways. You know, they, this is going to be a really good game. I really believe this is going to be a good one because uh, yeah. now you're going to force Hurts to throw the ball. You know, you're going to look at a secondary. I don't think Alabama scores a non-offensive touchdown. I think the streak ends in this game. Um, I agree. You know, I almost said that a minute ago, but I forgot to. Yeah, I mean, because that, that's, that's, you know, Alabama gets a defensive score and they win this game. There's no doubt about that in my mind. But I don't, I don't, I think that streak ends. I, like, you know, like we, I've been talking about, I think Fournette gets loose on a go route. I think uh, one of the receivers is going to have a big game picking on a backup cornerback. Um, you know, the, the, this is, this is prime for an upset that Eddie Jackson injuries. A lot better than a lot of people want to give it credit. It is. And, you know, has LSU, I mean, uh, has Alabama played a game this tough? You know, they they, they got A&M at home. You know, I mean, this is their, right now, this is their toughest game of the year. There's no doubt about that. You're on the road, you're on the road at night at LSU against a team that is so fired up right now. Ed Orgeron knows if he wins this game, he's the head coach. He gets the job in the locker room. Uh, you know, and I've heard reports. See, people that, don't that, realize that how big that in. is. People don't. People don't realize what you just said. How big that place is. College football is emotion, Jonathan. And these guys are not only playing for themselves and each other, but now they're playing for the player. And you get a team that's playing for the coach, really playing for him, and they like him. Big things can happen. I'm looking twenty three seventeen LSU in this game. I mean, look how LSU played last year when Les Miles was was on the chop block, and they were like, "Oh, they're going to fire Miles." Look how that team played for him at the end of the season. They, you know, they came out. They played with so much fire. It didn't matter who they were playing. You know, the huge win over A and M that saved his job, and the governor kind of helped on that. You know, and now I, I really think Orgeron has the fan base behind him. I think he has the team behind him. And you know, this has been the talk for the last two weeks uh, from from what I've seen from LSU insiders is. Is uh, if Eddie O leads this team to a win over Alabama, he's going to get the job that day. That that's going to happen, uh, and that's why I like LSU so much here. I think Edward Drum is a clown. I think you know if you if you have the people that have around here, you're going to suck. Basically. He may <laughs> win the job this year and do good. In the next three years, he will never. And I repeat this: he'll never, ever, ever, ever make it to an SEC championship game, ever. Hey, he's a good little rallyer. He's a, he's a rally monkey that he used to have. What team was that? They had rally monkeys. That's about Angels. what he is. Angels. Yeah, he's a rally monkey. Got he's a rally monkey. But, 
But I think you're right. It's been hard based off how are you going to hire somebody else if the guy wins without us. And even if he doesn't make it to Atlanta, if he finishes 10-2 and we're going to vote on him 11-2, I'm so praying that he's coming there and then tip Alabama over. I mean, I, I would love to see A&M lose another one, but the perfect scenario for Auburn would be for Alabama to win out. But you know what? I don't care. Go Tigers, you know, go LSU this weekend. That's what I'm saying. You know, we're just I'm just ready to see a great football game. And Quinn, we'll, we'll end it with the other day playing 11 in the morning against Navy. I mean, my God. That's a ugly game. 11 30 in the morning? Did start that early? Yeah. Um, that, that'll that be a tough game for Notre Dame. Uh, Navy uh, usually always plays Notre Dame tough and it's the and their triple option uh, is all is always something that can give team trouble. So I I expect it to be a close game, but I think I think Notre Dame will pull it out this week. But it should be a really um, close game and a really tough game for Notre Dame. Notre Dame, how can you Notre Dame? I mean, I don't know. I'll show you. Oh, $20, Clint. $20 on Fournette, 50 yards. You got it? 20 bucks. We're going to bet on the air. Yes or no? Nah. Chicken. Got the 100 in. Let's make it worth something. I'll bet, I'll, bet, I'll bet with you. I'll take Fournette over 50 yards. You want me to get for it? Well, who, I know. I'm, I'm great. I think Fournette gets over 50. Why am I taking that? <laughs> okay, good. I just thought you didn't want to bet. Clint's scared now. How about this, Quinn? You just come on the air and say, Brian, you were right. I was wrong as usual. That's all you got to say. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. But, but you got to make sure, that, as usual, it's said in there. All right, so I'll type it out before you email it to you. Okay, so I have it. to say, right. you are right, as usual, if you're right. Yeah, yeah. If I'm wrong, okay. I'll say again. I don't, yeah, I'm wrong as usual. So. Well, <laughs> okay. if I can jump in on this Navy-Notre Dame game, y'all realize you're going to play Jacksonville, no. right? Yeah. That's I a did, weird thing. I didn't realize it. Yeah. The game's in Jacksonville. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm going to see? You know what's going to happen in this game? Notre Dame's going to jump out. To like a fourteen nothing or twenty one seven lead early. Who are gonna be like, oh well, there you go, Notre Dame, they're back. And then Navy's <laughs> gonna be up like thirty five to twenty four in the fourth quarter, and everybody, you're just gonna look around and go, I don't know what happened, but it hurt. That's I, I it hurt. Whatever just happened hurt. And Navy's gonna score running the same play over and over again. And Notre Dame's defense, I don't know how we stopped this. Well, you just. <laughs> And, Man, and, and, and Kelly comes out after the game and blames his team for being cowards and throws his defensive coordinator under the bus and all that other stuff. Well, here, here real quick, I know he's going to fire somebody else. I mean, that's how he does it. Uh, real quick, we're going through these NFL games. All I need is a winner from you right now. We're going to start tonight. Atlanta on the road at Tampa. Jonathan, go. Tampa. Quinn. Um, Atlanta. 
Atlanta. I know it's in Tampa, but I'm gonna pick Atlanta. Kansas City, Jacksonville. Kansas City. Jonathan. Kansas City. All right, and here's the deal. This is the their offensive coordinator today, Quinn. <laughs> they had to have a little laugh. But <laughs> oh, Jonathan, man. They didn't fire him. I know, I know Jonathan. I know that's pretty bad, Jonathan. This, this team was number one school Vikings, and they're number one power rankings in the NFL, and they're involved in the court. They just come in and quit. He's like, hell with it. I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, right the ball and can't score. What in the world happened to this team in a, a few weeks? They went from they're a six point favorite over Detroit. I just give me Detroit, please. <laughs> Hi, Jason. Where's Jason? I like, if I had his number, I'd call him right now. We'd call him right now and say. Jason, I need to do a live interview with you about the Vikings. <laughs> I'm taking Detroit. Yeah, you got Detroit and Minnesota. I'm taking the, I'm taking I'll the Lions. I'll take uh, Detroit. All right. The Giants in Philly in New York. Quinn, go. I'm taking uh, New York. I'm taking Philly. Who are you taking, Jonathan? Giants. All right. Cowboys at Browns. Jonathan, go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm, this is a tough one. Uh, mm, I'm going to say the Cleveland Browns. No, I'm saying Cowboys all day. All I'm saying Cleveland. I'm saying Cleveland. Quinn, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going with the Cowboys. All right, Dolphins and Jets, Quinn. Big time, big time quarterback. <laughs> Where is that? Is that in New York? Does it matter? It's in my city. No. Um, I'll take the Jets. Jonathan. So it's in the it's in New York Junior. Um, no, it's in Miami. No, yeah, it's in New York Junior. Um, <laughs> there's going to be more Jet fans there. Oh, uh, I think that just blew a call here in this game. He looked out to me. We'll go to the replay and see. All the cut tape uh, at home. I don't know. I don't know, Johnson. Yeah. Jets and Dolphins. Uh, You're picking. Who are you picking again? Dolphins. No, I'm going to take the Jets. The Dolphins suck and they'll always suck. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Let's Jets. see. I'm going to watch this replay. He's probably safe. I'm going to play up there right on it. How could you miss this call? He's safe. He's safe. Good call. Good, good call. Um, Steve, position. It's kind of hard. The guy, they teach you position, but how can you see if you're at the back of the catcher like that? Unless you're up closer you cannot see him slide under. He, his instinct told him he slid under. But look at this umpire, where his positioning is. Look where he's looking. It's kind of hard to see around that catcher's big, fat ass where he comes in at. Watch. So you see his foot slide under, but then you see the tag. It's still bad positioning by the umpire. Uh, I'm going to the Pittsburgh. 
for dealers on the rest of Baltimore, Jonathan? Who do you like? Baltimore's three. Uh, if Big Ben's not playing Baltimore, if Ben plays he Pittsburgh. He's oh, playing. he's going to play? Yeah. Oh, and Antonio Brown are playing. Oh, that's a no-brainer. Quinn, who are you going with? Well, since Big Ben's playing, uh, I'll take Pittsburgh. I'm going with Baltimore at home. Um, here's a good one for everybody. The Saints at the 49ers, Quinn. Go. <laughs> Saints. Yeah, I can't disagree. Jonathan? Saints. Uh-oh. I hate saying that. All right. Here's a tricky one now. People think Carolina looked back last week. They played better, but since Cam Newton came up in his leotard and complained about the at L.A., favorite three, Jonathan Panthers, I'm going to take them because they look like their defensive line figured out how to play last week, and I don't think the Rams can really score a lot of points. So I'm going to go with the Panthers on the road to get done. Jonathan, who do you like? Uh, Rams. Quinn? Panthers. And Jonathan's a hater. He's a hater. <laughs> All right. Colts at Packers. Jonathan. Packers. And I'll tell you this, there's no money not football with the Bears on it. Let's congratulate Quinn real quick for that big Bears victory up in Minnesota. I like the Packers. I like the Packers too. Yeah, the Colts. I got the Colts couldn't stop somebody if they had to. So Aaron Rodgers may throw four hundred this game and appear to be back, but we really know he's not. Uh, San Diego at home favored five over the Titans. Jonathan, I've got to go with the Chargers. I don't know why this line's not higher. Because uh, the Chargers really aren't that good, but I'm wondering with the Chargers as well. They're the best two and five team out there, man. That's Carolina. <laughs> oh wow! So the Chargers are all this. <laughs> yeah, the Cubs with a, a two-run double, a double, a one-run double, three to one Cubs, top four. Quinn, who you got? I got the Chargers. All right, and the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. The Raiders, I pick them against the Broncos. How in the world could you go against Oakland right now, Quinn? Uh, is it is it in Denver? No, it's in Oakland. It wouldn't be a pick em if it was in Denver. Ooh, I'm a, I'm gonna go with Denver. I think I think their defense will do enough, and then I think uh, Oakland's defense is man. very good. So I think Denver can put up some points, and I think Denver's defense will be able to stop Derek Carr or or at least contain him. Sucker bet, Jonathan. Sucker bet. I'm taking the Broncos. Any team that commits 23 penalties is not good. Who are the Raiders yeah. beaten? Before you say they're six and two, look at who they beat, and you're like, oh, those teams suck. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Raiders. <laughs> uh, this is a great. 
it's a great Monday night football game, Seattle and Buffalo. Here's the deal. Will it be a tie in overtime? Will Seattle score a touchdown? Win? <laughs> I think Seattle wins. <laughs> well, obviously they're going to score. So, Jonathan, who do you like in this one? Seattle. West Coast Jonathan's teams. Jonathan's throwing that in. Oh, that baseball have... game. He can't even focus. <laughs> well, but, uh, I was thinking about it. West Coast teams going east are 11-1 and one against the spread over the past five years, I want to say it is. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks here um, just because West Coast teams do really good on Monday night games um, and, and the east. All right. And the in the, uh, in the football, so Quinn, give me your prediction of the presidential election. Will we have Donald Trump in office, Hillary Clinton? Will these emails and this corruption be enough to Donald Trump at the top? In some states, you can change your vote if you early voted. You can go in and change it. Some states, you have to check. But Quinn, who are you projecting? Uh, I think Hillary wins. I think. Uh, I think it's, I think it's also rigged, and I think the media wants Hillary in, and I think the big wigs want Hillary in. So I think Hillary's gonna win. By you, want, do you think she's gonna come in just to get, just to be indicted to, to win the election, just to be indicted for Tim Kaine to be president, Jonathan? I mean, it's. I think the media has missed this. These polls they take are with people that don't want to tell the truth and. Somebody came up and asked me, I'd tell them it's none of their business. But I think this election is supposed to be people thinking. I just, I just think it, it may be even more lopsided in their thinking. I just can't imagine people that would come out there and vote for Hillary Clinton right now after what's come out. I just, I couldn't imagine that. But, hey, I think crazier things happen. So who are you projecting? Um, well, from what I, you know, I heard that all the polls, I can't remember where the report came out, but there was a report that came out that all the polls that show Hillary with an advantage just but knock like five points off because they're overinflating her. Um, I think Donald actually pulls out this election. I think this scandal is going to do enough to where you're going to see a high level of voters not even showing up uh, that would vote for her or uh, they were going to vote for Gary Johnson or Jill Steiner, or, you know, an independent. I think Trump wins this election. It's going to be really weird, Willy Wonky. Um, this election sucks, dude. It is terrible. No, no, here, look, here's something that doesn't make sense to me, okay? This doesn't. It's a, a church in Mississippi. Now, think about it. Mississippi is is more Republican and everything. A church burned with uh, vote Trump in white on the outside of it. Do you honestly think a Trump supporter would go burn a church down, Quinn. I mean, this is Hillary Clinton at its finest right here, paying somebody a couple thousand dollars to go burn a church. Dang, that's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, nuts. seriously, this is ridiculous. I mean, if they go low, she goes high. Right. Well, I can see her crawling up on her high chair. Her stool standing up. 
but nobody, no Republican would go burn somebody's church. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just not buying it. And that vote Trump was written by a homeless person on the side of the road, probably. I don't know. But I just don't think the two go together. I mean, that that vote Trump could have been on there before the church burned, for all we know. But I just, CNN's reporting it. That's why I brought it up. CNN and uh, giving the questions to, to Hillary and all that, that's been caught. But this is a bad state of our country right now where we got either one of these fools to take office. That's what disappoints me the most is is this is all we have to choose from. You know, we're a sports show here, but we're we're human beings too. And I would never tell anybody who to vote for or how to vote if if both of you voted Trump or Hillary, it wouldn't change my opinion of either one of you. But my problem is, is have you ever seen a nastier uh, election process in your life that's just been all slinging the whole time, every day? I mean, this is, it doesn't slow down either. I mean, and it's, other countries right now see that. You know, we're a laughing stock of a lot of people right now because of the two people we have in office. That could be an office next Tuesday But anyway I just had to let that out there And and here's some advice to Obama out there Keep your mouth shut You're done anyway Just shut up Nobody wants to hear you talk anymore We've heard enough of you So just, just shut well, up you, you know what my, my funny thing about Obama is he keeps saying You know Trump's not qualified or He's not this or he's not that and it's like, dude, those are the same things that people who were going against you were saying. So everything about this whole, he's not qualified, he's not this, and he's not that, it's like, hello, pot, meet kettle. You know, I mean, it, it, just, it blows my mind, um, the, just the level of... He's going to destroy his legacy. What, what, what has he what? done? What legacy? I, I don't. That that to me. I mean, what like what? You got Obamacare passed, and then we find out that everything about Obama, the the premiums are are going up. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I can't even afford insurance. Our current president blows my mind with his level of stupidity, and what bothers me even more. Is the people that said he's the first black president? No, he's half. Okay, we don't have our first black president just because his his absentee father was black doesn't mean he's black. Um, this was our first Hawaiian president. He was born in Hawaii. He's our first Hawaiian president. That's that's going to be my stake to claim because he was raised by white people. <laughs> he was. I mean, this isn't like somebody who came out of the South Side of Chicago and had this great story. I mean. You were raised in a pretty decent uh, upcoming, so don't don't tell me about your struggle. You know, I, I just yeah, our current president just annoys the hell out of me. He really does. Yeah. He's done some things that just make me shake my head and go, really? It, you know, yeah. it's the biggest yeah. thing is he's made a lot of the same mistakes Jimmy Carter's made, and everybody rails against Jimmy Carter, and he wasn't qualified. He was a peanut farmer. <laughs> 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 One of our best presidents Obama, in recent history is Ronald Reagan, and, may, and he was an actor. Come on. It may offend people and listening. I mean, we're just a poor show. We're just getting our opinion. But he hasn't done anything. 
except weaken the United States military. Congratulations, Obama. You've accomplished your mission and broke every working American small business owner. Congratulations. Now go give speeches. You look like you've got you're got age and ninety pounds over here. I mean, get off the screen. Nobody, everybody's tired of you. I mean, even Democrats are like, please get him out of here. But uh, anyway, we're we're doing. I mean, Obama a complete failure. Trump a complete failure. Clinton a complete failure. I mean, let's just put Pence in there right now. Let's just let's just let's just put Whoopi Goldberg in office right now. She's better than those other people. I mean, this no, is no, this no, is no, terrible. No, 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 no. I'm no, joking. No, no. I'm Don't joking. you dare stick one of them from the View in there. That'll that'll be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? Well, Whoopi God, Goldberg with Rosie O'Donnell's VP? <laughs> well, that'd be crazy, wouldn't it? The world would end. Donald, Donald Donald Trump's Twitter account would go crazy, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody this, and they don't realize it, but Twitter is going to be one of the main reasons Donald Trump wins this election, just so people know. I mean, you, you look at Twitter, and I'm going right now. People don't realize this, but Donald Trump on Twitter has, 12.8 million followers. That's a lot of people to follow somebody, okay? That's a lot. Now, let's go to Hillary. Remember my number, what, 12.8? She's got 10.1. That's a big, that's almost 3 million, Jonathan, difference in Twitter followers. Donald Trump follows 40 people. She follows 758. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't her... even think she follows Bill. Let's see how many Obama's got. 78 million followers. Seventy-eight million. I mean, the 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 big thing with Hillary is, is that a lot is the thing Obama did was that they tried to get to uh, Obama was at least successful because he didn't have any opposition. Um, John McCain was not opposition. I don't care what he says, and that kind of entrenched uh, Obama into the White House. Um, Hillary tried with these sub uh, uh, Twitters where she has campaigns in different states and different areas, and they all kind of bombed out uh, pretty quickly. You know, they thought social media was going to be a big boom here, and, you know, you're you're looking at two senior citizens, whether you want to admit it or not, 68, 70, they're both senior citizens, where it's like, yeah, no, no, we don't take your Twitter names here. You know, it, Hillary poses all these questions on Twitter, and when she gets back 90% of the time are snark remarks. It, it, it's great. So uh, I think um, – I think social media will keep swaying elections in the near future, but because Trump's Twitter account has been a more fun account to follow, uh, in all reality, um, he he's gonna he has an edge there. You know, it, it all came it all comes down to what people really think coming out of those debates, what the candidates actually what their actual message is. Because you have a hundred days where you essentially kind of you know after you get elected to try and get some things done before the world comes crashing on you. Um, and I just don't know mm. what either one of these candidates really is going to try and do. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, oh, well, you know, the, we, we might need to start a draft for the military. Well, maybe you shouldn't have made them start kicking people out left and right. You know, if you let people enlist, you don't need a draft. Like, that, that's one of my biggest things that blows my mind with Democrats. Yeah. They're so against war, but now they want to, they want to institute a draft. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Now, here's a... 
Here's a tweet that kind of made me disturbed about, you know who Clay Travis is, right? The sports guy. The, oh, don't even get me started. Now, this is this bothers me, Quinn. Do you know who Clay Travis is, Quinn? Oh, I've heard of him, yeah. Uh, he says, I didn't think it was possible for Marcus Mariota to get hotter, and then he grew a mustache. What kind of man would say that about another one? You know, I mean, really? Uh, Maybe uh, he's gay. Uh, he's not gay. I think he's married. Oh, he's not gay. No, I don't care if he is. But it's just, it, here, yeah, we're talking about sports. That's what disturbs me. This is sports, and he's talking about something like that. I mean, like, come on, dude, just talk football, Clay Travis. He's the one that got popular for bashing Alabama and for all those years. And this guy's stupid. You say anything well, to I, him on Twitter, he, he deletes it and he unfollows you when you make him look stupid. He's such an idiot. I actually have two of his books. Um, he wrote one about Phil Fulmer's last season at Tennessee, which was pretty good. And then he wrote one where he actually went to an SEC, a different SEC game every week in a different stadium that was uh, pretty decent. Um but I mean, I, I, I turned against him during the, the, the you know when he decided that Florida State was the school of Satan, um, home run comes. against them. Yeah, Oop, there it is. Home run comes. Uh, well, guys, we're gonna go. I wanted to talk about Tennessee and Jalen Hurd real quick. Uh, Jonathan, mm-hmm. I think he he dropped the ball. I think he just killed his NFLs stock, anything he ever thought about doing. Very selfish what Jalen Hurd has done right now, based off what I know. Uh, something could change and there would be a reason for it, but Jalen Hurd just killed his draft stock, leaving his team hung out to dry like this. Uh, I think it's coward. I think it's it's just a cowardly act. What do you think? Real quick, two seconds. I disagree. I think there's a culture problem in Tennessee, and he's trying to get away from that culture problem. You don't quit in the middle of the. You don't quit in the middle of the season. You don't quit. If we don't know everything that's going on there, but from what I've heard, exactly. there's nothing good going on there. And you're right, and I said that. I, there's something else could be going on, but based off what I know right now, Quinn, what do you mm-hmm. think? I just think it's bad to leave your team. Like that, and wait till the end of the year and announce it. Do it with some dignity. I agree with Jonathan. Uh, I think there's a lot more to it. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back Sunday night. Talk a little everything. All right, we'll talk a little bit about everything. So thanks for joining me. You guys have been great. No hockey. Damn it. No hockey. Maybe. We'll, <laughs> we may let you talk two minutes into it, okay? Yes. All right, guys. God bless. Take care. Go vote. And we'll see you soon. Go come. All right. War Eagle. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.